This is the March to the Arch podcast, your place for Missouri Valley Conference news, talk, and takes. Welcome to episode 18 of the March to the Arch podcast here in this 2019-2020 college basketball season. On today's episode, we are going to deck the halls with balls of valley. Yes, we've got a little bit of a Christmas um, um, Christmas-esque episode for our listeners today. But before we jump into that, how are we doing today, Baker? Star Wars opens tonight. Are you kidding me? Woo! Star Wars is opening tonight. So today is Thursday, December 19th. And as Baker alluded to, um, he's pumped for Star Wars. You're not? I'm very pumped. I'm oh, not. I was going to say, don't put this on me like it's a <laughs> one-person thing. Like, let's be real here. I think we're both, obviously, pretty big Star Wars fans. Are you... So are so with the uh, with the word coming out that it's not getting reviewed as highly as a lot of people would hoped. Mm-hmm. Where are you on this? Is your expectations through the roof? Have you have you have you kind of lowered them a little bit? Where are we at? No, I haven't lowered the expectation because I would say I'm not as big as a fan as you. I'm not going um, tonight like you are. Um, I'm a little bit upset I didn't get the invite whenever you went to buy tickets because I would have gone with you. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm I'm excited, but I would say I'm a casual invested star a casually invested Star Wars fan so like I don't have expectations because I'm not a die hard that if so and so lives or dies like I'm not gonna be you know crushed how about you so I'm actually I think I'm actually closer to you in that way like so I'm I would much I'm a way bigger Marvel fan than I am like of the Star okay. Wars universe but I think for me it's one of those things that like I am I've been spoiled on things before and I just try to avoid it and right. like with especially with like two kids like this is actually the night that actually works the best to go see right. it anyway so it's kind of like yes I'm I'm not going to be devastated I'm not going to lose sleep if it, the movie stinks right but I obviously I'm I'm into it um, but I'm not one of those I barely watch the Mandalorian like I'm not oh. as excited about it as everybody else is I've so I'm watched the first the Mandalorian two, you have you really yeah. I thought you were anti baby Yoda I'm not anti Baby Yoda, but I don't get the publicity. Baby Yoda is freaking adorable. Okay, like don't pretend like he's not, and don't pretend like everything he does is not adorable. So we stop right there with your hatred. Uh, there's no hatred. I'm just saying it's not as cool as I would say social media makes it out to be. I don't think the Mandalorian's that good. So far, I'm but, only three episodes deep, and I honestly don't think it's that good. Oh, I disagree with you because I think it's great. I'm. Am I? Am I? Am I gonna? Get, is it gonna get better? Because it feels like it's going very slowly. It is because I think they're trying to create more of a universe isn't the right term, but more of a, a plot line. You're not going to get a ton of action because I do think it's going to be a longer uh, series, right? And I, and I get that part of it. It was just, and I like the I like the references by like when he's uh, he's in the pub or whatever with Apollo Creed and. They he has the uh, empire's money mm-hmm. and he says it's not good anymore. I like I that kind of stuff. I, I kind of geek over is yep. like when they have references to the other movies. But like yep. and I just called him Apollo Creed, didn't I? Yes, you did. I know. Well, Carl Weathers. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it, I it just hasn't done it for me yet. Hopefully, it gets better. But yes, tonight I'm excited. Um, I uh, it's one of those things. I mean, it's a brand new Star Wars, it's, and this is supposedly the end of the whole saga. So yeah, are you bringing your lightsaber? I don't have a lightsaber, <laughs> but if I did, I'd bring it. But um, it is, I will say one thing, and is I know you're not like a night one viewer. Um, people watching 
Oh, it's oh, it's great. It's I actually phenomenal. the so my wife was a big fan of the Twilight books and going to see those, mm-hmm. and I actually went to a few with her. And that people watching for that was probably is probably never going to be topped in right. my life. But like this is definitely going to rival that. You'll definitely see people. Um, wearing masks and helmets and stuff during the movie while they're sitting there, which um, I think takes away from it. But uh, no, super excited. Cool. No, I, I am excited too. I'm going to go this weekend um, with my wife's uh, family. Uh, looking looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, just trying to stay away from spoilers as best as and that's possible. the hard part. That's yeah. the hard part because you and I remember I was at a. There was the uh, one of the Marvel Avenger movies. I was at a bachelor party, and somehow one of the guys on the bachelor party got to see the movie early and just spoiled the whole thing. Ugh, and I mean, worst. it was just like you could have. I don't think the looks. You couldn't imagine worse looks he was getting from about seven people. <laughs> some people just want to see the world. Some people burn. you just want to. Some people. I think I think it would have been best for him to just leave yeah. because I think he kind of got shunned yeah. from the group the rest of the trip. Like. Absolutely. Like he, I think he just wanted to feel kind of that. Oh, hey, I'm cool. I got to see it early. Like, oh no, you just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. Like I said, some people just want to see the world burn. <sighs> Those people, I've got no news, no no time for. But um, another big thing, uh, the birds are back. Oh my gosh, they are back. Dan Muller, obviously, a few tricks up his sleeve last night. Do you um, want to like edit this out? Should we just stop recording? Like, this is that's a terrible take. What that the you birds are back? You were down eleven to UIC at home. Yeah, the ISU, and needed every minute to come back in that. ISU is not very good, Vance. I, I understand that. Um, so when I say that they're back, that is a reference to a mutual friend of ours, Todd. Who every time the Bears win, he says, "Oh, Bears are back." Mitch is right there. So, no, I know. Um, yes. That's a reference to that. Uh, yes, I'm well aware that the that the Illinois State Redbirds basketball team is not very good. Um, I am really excited about the win last night because I think that the ISU has lowered themselves to a point where you can't scoff at a UIC win. Mm -hmm. And I think you should be excited that you won a game. Yeah. And you give yourself a chance to to play a team you've already played in uh, UT San Antonio this weekend where if they win, they're 6-6, and 500 going into Valley play. So... Yep. um, No, I get it. It's... um, Heck yeah, I'm excited. That was a great win. Cool, cool way to end it. (laughs) And yes, if you you read my text messages before... Before that happened, between you and me, I was probably on the ledge. Yeah, you were. So, <laughs> um, so we will get into Valley, but I want to go ahead and get this on the take board. Um, I texted you earlier um, in the week and said, I'm ready to do an Illinois State versus SIU where they in the Valley um, added to the take board that SIU will finish higher than ISU and vice versa. Could not um, have you said, good with that? Could not have said yes quick enough. Okay. Um, I... As bad as ISU is, Southern Illinois stinks. I'm sorry. That's a um, fair take. They, but I mean, hey, the, the the one thing about it is, I feel like if it was the reverse of where they're at right now, I feel like you and I, as the as the you and I, as not you and I, um, as the two lowest ranked teams in the valley, mm-hmm. almost we're kind of on even playing field realistically. Yep. So we have to just take this. one. Yep, we do. Um, um, th- yes. It's not by any means a stretch. Uh, no, 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 no. I. <laughs> Um, I think ISU is clearly, um, I mean, things can change, but I think they're kind of settling themselves in that number nine spot. Okay. I would have said they're the front runner for 10, but whatever. Um, all right. So let's get into Valley Talk Baker. Uh, so just an update uh, since the last episode, 15 games were played. 
Uh, overall, uh, the Valley is 72 and 43. Um, at this time last year, they were only the Valley was only nine games over 500. Um, so making strides year over year. Um, so another fun fact: Valley teams this year have beaten seven teams that were picked to win their respective conferences. Uh, pretty cool stat there. Uh, five teams are undefeated at home which uh, I was somewhat surprised with, but it's Bradley, Drake, Northern Iowa, Valparaiso, and Indiana State um, are the five teams. Uh, we are five and eight uh, versus the Power Six conferences um, with one more to go uh, with Valparaiso playing Arkansas. And just one for me, um, we're nine and one versus the OVC. So th there's, there's the Valley update. Um, Does the nine and one you you put it up there like you're surprised? I'm not surprised. No, I'm okay. just I I I have a vendetta against the Ohio Valley Conference, <laughs> so I just like to point those things out. No, well, I, I think it's, I think it's worth saying because I know that a lot of people with uh, with how good the Ohio Valley was compared to the Missouri Valley last year, I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, is that would the equal footing that the Valley's yep. on right now, and I don't think that's the case. And I just realized that record's not right. It's 9-2 and two because, we'll get to it, um, a certain Valley team laid an egg versus Jacksonville State. So it's 9-2. and two. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So um, just guy. diving into uh, individual awards. So player of the, of the week, uh, A.J. Green for the Northern Iowa Panthers. Uh, over the two games they he played, um, he averaged 22 points. Um, specifically, he had 20 points versus, um, at the time, number 24, Colorado. Um, and then he had 25 points versus uh, Grand Canyon two days later. That's just such a, um, I, I just think the whole UNI, that they got two really good road wins in three days. Yeah, no, and I know a lot of people are kind of looking down upon the Grand Canyon win just because their record's not as good as it. As, as people expected, I know a couple of their guys are out that are really good, but um, I mean, it's one of the toughest buildings to go get yeah, a win in absolutely. the country. Like that's, I, I consider that a great one. And that you didn't, and it wasn't close. Right. That was the thing. Um, also something uh, to note that I, I probably knew, but I just kind of forgot. I didn't realize he's from Cedar Falls, um, which is interesting. Oh, AJ Green? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the newcomer of the week, uh, so he's got back-to-back -back awards here, is DeAndre Williams of Evansville. Uh, last week, he was the Player of the Week and the Newcomer of the Week, uh, so he retained the belt um, in Newcomer of the Week. Uh, they only had one game last week, but he had um, a double-double, and this was his third uh, whenever they had a road win at Green Bay, and they won by 10, 72-62. 22 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists in that game. Really good player. I think that he is going to be, I mean, we all we both have talked about how Evansville has a lot of good players, but... Um, if DeAndre Williams has things humming, that, that team's going to be really tough to beat. Yep. So, uh, do you want to go into Valley News? Um, well, just kind of, just kind of touching on things. Like uh, the one thing I don't want to, I don't. I, I thought we it'd be good if we talked about a couple of the games. I know that the one you mentioned earlier was the Evansville loss to Jacksonville State, which I don't have a clue how that happened. Yeah. Um, but they got embarrassed. I mean, where does the where are you on Evansville? Kind of just mentally right now, as a I mean, it it feel like it, I I don't I'm not sitting here thinking that I'm even putting them seventh through ten yet, but yeah. like, I'm not man, losses losses like that are just so they're so hard to justify. 
So let's just say we were beating our chests early on the season when they got the Kentucky win, mm-hmm. uh, got some notoriety with that. Now I would say I'm stepping away and getting cooler on our hot take that Evansville was going to be the, um, the unsung hero of the Valley this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm cooling on that take. Do I think – I mean, I might slot, slot them seven, eight, Bakes. Man, I don't think I'm that far yet because, like, I can still, like, mentally I can get them to three still. Yep. I just think they have, like, with Cunliffe, um, KJ Riley, um, I can get there. And and it's it's really, it's re- I just feel like with so many guys that they have that can play, it's like they're going to find a way to not play Thursday. Yeah. They no. have too many good players. And I think enough of Walter McCarty. But yeah. it, the thing is, like, it, it, I'm expecting them to lose to probably ISU and Southern at yeah. some point this year. Right. Yeah. Like they're gonna they're gonna drop a couple games they shouldn't, and that's gonna be the question: is can they avoid too many of those? Um, Especially now that like teams like uh, Loyola are starting to hit their stride. And that's another, that was the and other so, thing I want to bring up with Loyola. Are we starting to hit that point where Loyola is a team that now we um, they got through that rough patch? I know they have the one of the worst losses until maybe the Jacksonville State. They had that Coppin State loss. Um, are we at that point with them winning five in a row? Are we back to, okay, this team might be good again? Um, oh, absolutely. This team is starting to figure it out, kind of. Um, they were working through some growing pains uh, mm-hmm. without Custer and Towns, and now they're starting to hit their stride. I think a big game coming up that's a really underrated game, we'll get to it later, um, they have Davidson coming up next. Yeah. And that is that is going to, if, put it this way, if they beat Davidson, then, then I think that you and I might have their... Um, at least their top contender with uh, with with still a few other teams there, but uh, is that kind of where you're at as well? Yeah, I, I just um, I can honestly within the valley, except for you and I, um, I can see anyone fall to that seven spot. To be really honest, because there's a decent amount of parity. Um, I yeah, just with injuries that we're starting to see. With I know, the, I know, uh, and the, the two teams, teams, the two teams that I would have probably said last week were. My two teams uh, that I didn't think could fall to seven, uh, we're about to talk about because they both have injuries. Yep. So let's get into that. Um, really, we have, we'll get to the Around the Valley news um, is really all about injuries mm-hmm. this week. So um, I know Bradley fans should be relatively bummed um, or should be very bummed that Elijah Childs is going to be out three to six weeks with a right hand injury. Um, tough. Tough uh, year in the Valley for hand injuries. Um, that's what sidelined uh, Aaron Cook for Southern Illinois as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so three to six weeks, will we'll be a month into Valley play. It sounds like he's going to be, I think it's closer to the three weeks from okay. from who I've t- from some people I've talked to uh, due to, I'm pretty sure it's his non-shooting hand. Oh, okay. So, um, and if I'm wrong about that, I'm sure Bradley fans will let me know. But uh if it, if it's le- that's a, and that's what's really going to be tough is Bradley needs to try to weather the storm. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I'm and I can kind of uh, while you get to the other player, I'll kind of look at who they play here the next couple of games. But there is another injury that's that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty so, big one in the valley. Um, Tremel Murphy for Drake um, is out for foreseeable future. I don't think they've put in. Or they've put a so a time frame, but it's not looking good. Like so the what I'm talking I've, like red shirt, and that was what they the, that was the word the other day is that they're not ruling out a medical red shirt, right. which that's not what you want to hear. No. Um, and if he goes down, I think that that will because I'm very I've been high on Drake all year, and I think that would be the thing to make me soften on the Drake stance. Yep. 
Um, I'd have no choice not to, but it's um, that's not what you want to hear. And whenever you hear we're thinking the medical redshirt route, oh mm-hmm. god, that makes you sick. Yep, I, you know, just I mean, your brother's on the team, you're senior, sure. Um, because then I think you can start looking long term. That if he gets the medical redshirt, does he stick around or does he take his grad transfer? You know, so it's there's tons of long term ramifications that could happen uh, pending this injury but hopefully maybe maybe it's nothing um yeah. but it, it does seem to be a re-aggravation of a uh, similar injury yep uh, no i i think that's spot on it's just uh it's just a shame because uh god it just feels like drake just the last couple of years just has not had with the nick norton injury last year yep. it's just like and i'm and norton I, I would say fairly is a step above tramel murphy but tramel murphy still knows how to play basketball I mean, he's right. a good player he's a solid he's been a solid starter i think it was like eight points a game last year something like that but going back to the child's injury i was just kind of looking at the bradley schedule over the next three weeks and if he's out for three weeks um you are looking at missing probably the first three missouri valley games um, Drake, Northern Iowa, and Evansville, and that's not what you want to see is those mm-hmm. teams on your schedule. Um, real chance you could go 0-3 in those games. Um, and then you do pick up against, and then as it goes, you know, you've got Southern, you've got Missouri State. And if it does kind of creep up to the six-week mark, um, you're going to see Northern Iowa twice because right. they see Northern Iowa twice early in the season. So um, it's not ideal for Bradley. I think they still have enough good talent on that team to get through this and hopefully maybe just – Go three and three or something like that, right. but I don't. It's he, a. He, I mean, he's the best player on that team, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, you alluded to it that you know some teams see uh, the same team twice before you even play another team. So, like in, in this instance, they're going to play mm-hmm. Northern Iowa twice yep. um, before they might even play another team. Like I hate that in the Valley because teams games can two be and six are for, for their Missouri Valley is Northern Iowa plays Bradley, which. That, that makes no sense <laughs> to me. How do we schedule that way? Like, I don't... It's like, dumb. You should... Because if every you play team, team Every team January, has someone like that, too, which is frustrating. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's just, just the whole 10-team uh, Valley thing with scheduling, but it just doesn't feel right to me. But No, I agree. I mean, and the thing, it's weird. Um, Illinois State and Southern Illinois is game two and game eight. Right. That's... I mean, it's, it's so weird, and... You, I know you play Loyola twice in your first half of the season, so it's it's so I don't just wonky. Can we just do nine and nine yeah. and be done with it? I mean, is yeah. it that difficult? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I know, I know, and I'm and I'm sure it has to do with the arena arena availability right, yeah. with things because um, especially like Bradley, they have a lot of concerts at their arena. But and with the the men's and women's teams mm-hmm. sharing different gym, I get why, but like it just feels like. Man, can we just do nine and nine? Right, I know. Um, so it seems so simple, but I'm sure there's a reason. Right, right, right. So, um, really, this past week, since there was only like 15-ish games, um, there's also just a lot of garbage games um, out there. So, what I did for uh, kind of the recap of the week from a game perspective is I picked four games. Feel free to, to add on um, if you want to, but just kind of that stuck out as notable. Um, so we've talked, we've alluded to some of them, but 
I just got to start with Loyola uh, beating Vanderbilt. That was last night. Like I said, we're recording on Thursday, the 19th. Um, the value went 5-0 and yesterday, which was awesome. Which Anytime is, you sweep is a good thing. I was, um, I was thinking to myself, God, is ISU going to blow this? <laughs> um, so Loyola versus Vandy. Um, you know, people are going to see an SEC team, but Vandy is not very good. I've got Ken Palm. Rankings. I think they're 6-4 now, something like that. But we talked about it last week. They're not that good. Um, um, is that Loyola Jerry Stackhouse team? I actually don't know. I think that he's the head coach of that team. He took over for uh, Bryce Drew. Oh well, I think so. I think so. Connection. Don't. If I'm wrong, I'll know. Or people uh, will let me know. But so looking sure. at Ken Palm, uh, Loyola is at 105, and uh, Vandy is 134. Yep. So just from uh, Ken Palm, you should win this game. Yep. Um, but Crutwig had a triple double, which is. He's filthy. He's so good. Um, Tate Hall had 16, and then the freshman, uh, Marquise Kennedy, had 11 points off the bench. I'm scared if Loyola hits their stride. You know, I just said it. Um, I, they're going to be a load. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed I didn't get a chance to watch this game, but um, it sounds like Loyola, it wasn't a comfortable win, but it, they were in control pretty much the whole way. So mm-hmm. um, from the people I've talked to, it sounds like, Really great win, things I've read. Um, just a solid win. Team's looking better. Yep. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, next one, we've already killed this one, but Evansville losing to Jacksonville State, 85-59. Is this the new worst loss in the Valley? Because of how bad it was and the level of the team you played. Because of how bad it was, yes. Um, I think so, too. I think that this, this outdoes Coppin State. Uh, so Loyola will take that as the worst uh, loss in the Valley title away from you and give it to Evansville. So you have the best win and the worst loss, Evansville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Um, the next game was Missouri State losing to uh, VCU 61-51. Um, I pointed out something that just really stuck out like a sore thumb on Missouri State. And, and I just don't want to hammer Missouri State every freaking episode. But De Silva, Lamont West, and Tyreek Dixon combined for 12 points. The bench outscored the starters 27 to 24. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. Where are you on them? Low. Me too. Um, I, I can't I can't be high on them anymore. It's hard. Um they're God, they can't win any big game. If if it is a game that is a decent like their schedule, we talked about the beginning of the year, and I know we're beating a dead horse, but they had like I don't know what it was, like six or seven games that they could win that were all solid games to win, mm-hmm. and they're like oh for life against these ga- in these games. They just cannot win one of these games. And I know you, I, Missouri State fans are going to chirp us because the call in the Xavier game. I'm sorry, you, a trend you is a know, trend. You yeah. you've been losing all these games. You can't, the only games I, have they beaten anybody of note? And no, St. Joe's Joe's is not a w- good win. I don't want to hear that. Um, no, the answer Murray State's Murray. their best win. And that's not a great Arkansas game. State. They put it on a couple of these teams, but man, it's like uh, they're yeah. gonna be they're gonna be limping to a to an above five hundred. The favorite to win the Missouri Valley is going to be limping to an above five hundred record mm-hmm. going into Valley play. And they they've got Evansville at home to start. Well, they play Oral Roberts as their last. That's what I'm saying. Uh, if they can win that Oral Roberts game, they get to seven and six, which is great. 
you have an f- above 500 record, which I wanted as many Valley teams have an above 500 record going to the Valley. Yep. Which that's good. But, man, does it not feel like they're just limping in? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be Nostradamus here, but um, this we kind of said this was going to be – this could be an outcome of as high as we are picking them preseason yep. first, this was a real outcome with a transfer-heavy team that if they – if the wheels come off the bur- bus in non-conference, watch out in the Valley play because – it may be a disaster. We're going to find out real fast how good a coach Dana Ford is. Yes. Yeah. Because when you start playing these Valley teams that are hungry to win these games, um, I think we're both, I think it's pretty obvious. Yep. There will not be an off night in the Valley for any team. Correct. Um, even for Northern Iowa, for that yep. matter. Like going to, I. this is going to sound biased, but it's not. They have to go to Illinois State night one, Northern mm-hmm. Iowa. Illinois State's not a very good team. But that's a tough place to win. They're 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 good at home. They're gonna find they're gonna find a way to make it make they find a way make to score difficult. eleven points at the end of the game to beat a USC team. That's a great win. <laughs> I, I know no, you're. I'm kidding. I'm just taking a jab. Um, <sighs> Always but just yes, taking no, a shot. I'm with you. Man. I'm with you on that. Um, so yeah, Missouri State is continuing to disappoint. Um, Drake versus Dayton, just because it was a ranked uh, number fourteen at the time. Uh, Dayton, not they, good. They weren't in that game. I mean, you didn't have Murphy. A fully healthy Drake team, I don't think would have been even near in that game, to be honest. Yeah, no, I t- I, I completely agree with you. It's it's interesting, and maybe Dayton is just getting so much better. But you look at. Indiana State, how close they played them earlier in the season, and now yep. seeing what Dayton's doing to teams. Um, is it that Dayton has elevated their level so much, which I think is part of it. But you look at Drake, and um, their three losses, I mean, they, they don't screw around. If they're going to lose, they're going to lose in spectacular yep. fashion. Um, I think Drake's an interesting one for me. Where are you with the with the Murphy injury? Do you think that they all of a sudden just go to the the bottom of the list in the valley? Like, are they looking at Thursday? I I don't think that they're looking at Thursday. So I still think there's enough quality players on the team that know how to play that showed that they knew how to play last year. DJ Wilkins did he all of a sudden forget how to play basketball? No. And so I'm maybe I'm a little bit more rosy on Drake because you are rosy on Drake. So it's kind of you know just coming off. That's fair. Um, but I'm, I'm all in on Darren DeVries, so I, I am too. I, that's kind of where I'm, and at. it's a product of last year, really. Right, it is yeah. a recency type of thing because we both were. I think that you and I both were low on Drake last year, mm-hmm. and when he brought them up the way he did, I think we both kind of opened our eyes. Okay, then he obviously knows how to coach, and I look at guys, a guy like Liam Robert Robbins, um, he has developed throughout this first half of the year into a really, really solid big man in the middle. Um, they have guys that can play. The Murphys, mm-hmm. I mean, Tramel Murphy might not be there anymore, but Anthony Murphy can still play. Yep. Um, disappointed with Noah Thomas. I know a lot of turnovers, and it, for him, uh, he needs to cut those down. But DJ Wilkins was one of the better players in the league. Yes. Like, they have players on this team. And it's funny, you look online and you see other people saying, that. oh, they're they're sniffing Thursday. They're sn- Man, I don't see it. I, I think I, they have too many. I think they have enough guys who have proven they know how to play that they should avoid Thursday. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they have enough of a core um, that can play basketball right. in the Valley um, to stay out of Thursday. And their coach. Yeah. We're both high on. So so th- those are the games that I just kind of wanted to recap a little bit. Anything else? or 
real quick, um, talk about your dogs. I, I, we don't, we don't talk enough because of you know Southern Illinois being. I know you tried your best not to make this a Southern Illinois podcast, but we do have Southern listeners. Uh, kind of talk about where you are with the with the Salukis right now. Um, so we were at Mizzou and got beat handily. I know um, you did. There was no one at that game. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but um, I love yeah, your tweet. I, I, I love your tweet. Screenshot and but apparently they got like a, a snow. Like they got snow down there, so they got in that part of Missouri. It just um, shuts down everything. Um, Big win last night, though. Yeah, so um, got right in Hampton. What bummed me out about the SIU Mizzou game is that that was the first time watching them that I didn't see them improve in the game, and they almost took a step back. They just uh, played terribly. And so that was really the bummer for me. Sure. Um, but last night's game versus Hampton was great, so just um, kind of a buzzer buzzer had control and won. Um, That's good. That's good. And, it, and it, you know, you got a game against SEMO uh, this yeah. weekend. I, I, it's a game you should win, I would think, at home. Yeah, it's a little bit of a regional rivalry, too. Yeah, uh, I think you mentioned Murray that. Along with Murray State. Yep. Um, football, it's more of a, of a rivalry, but still. Do you play them every year in football, then? We do. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Um, and then ready to go into Valley. Uh, get to six, you know, get to 6-7, and seven, though, going into the Valley yeah. season. I mean, with the expectations as low as they are for you guys. Like, I love to hammer them just because of you, but... Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you said six and seven going into Valley play, they would you know they're going to lose a handful of games that they probably are expect to lose. They're going to win a handful of games. I honestly, where they're at right now, it doesn't feel like they're. I feel like we're we're right where we thought they were, if yep. not better. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's no loss on the on our schedule that I was like, oh, I didn't think we would. It turns um, out that Delaware game was. It turns out Delaware's pretty good. Yeah, um, and I still think San Francisco and really San Francisco. Good. Well, San Francisco, they were talking. They're talking about the uh, uh, was it the, the West, four bid West yeah. Coast Conference. Yeah. I saw that. I saw that today actually. So and the, well, really, the one would be like the Southern Miss game. I, I thought we could. I have, thought that was the and should have won that game. But I would agree. Um, yeah. So no, that's 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 good stuff. All right, it is Christmas time in the Valley. As I said at the beginning, name of this episode is going to be Deck the Halls of Bowels of Valley. Um, so for this one, it's just a fun segment that we uh, kind of just threw together, just equating some um, Valley characters to some fictional movie or Christmas movie characters. Is that fair enough, Baker? Yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is gonna be fun, so. Yeah, so before we get back to it, Baker, um, you know, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, boy. It's a, it, I'll tell you what. It is a long and fun day. Okay. Um, so what we do is we actually go to my mom's on um, my mom's on Christmas morning, and then we do the uh, evening at my in-laws. Mm-hmm. And so it's a full day of just family, 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 and then we get to work the next day. So Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, I'm going to the in-laws' house as well for uh, Christmas Eve with uh, their entire family, and then we'll do Christmas Day, uh, stick around um, in my with my in-laws, and then come home and uh, work the next day. Uh, like I said, my family, uh, we celebrated a little bit early, um, doing Christmas and uh, Thanksgiving in yep. the Sunshine Slam, you know, that we talked about, and then... Um, We'll, I'll get together with my family after the new year as well. Yeah, Christmas so. is Christmas is the best. I mean, we've I, we've been over this. I mean, obviously it's the best holiday there is. So. I'm excited. I'm a big uh, smoking meats guy, so I'm gonna be at the smoker pretty much um, 
my time off. That's so, that's that's good stuff. We actually that. so the one thing about my mom and dad's house on Christmas morning is, uh, and we've been doing it as long as I can remember. Uh, it is like a huge spread of breakfast food. Yep. When and when I say a huge spread, we're talking like 10, 12 items, like yeah. a lot of stuff. So. Uh, it's like the best thing. Ever. Nice. So. Yep. Nothing better than uh, Christmas breakfast. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. Same thing. We do kind of a special. I always have the same menu for that for that Christmas breakfast. Absolutely. All right. So back to uh, the Valley um, Christmas characters. So we got to start with the big man himself. <laughs> no, not the one you're thinking of. Doug Elgin is Santa, right? I mean, he's the big man. Yeah, yeah. Doug Elgin is Santa Claus. He's he's the he is the man who makes he's the guy that runs the show. So we had a uh, side one for Doug Elgin as well um, that I wanted to lead with, but we had to give uh, credit where credit is due. Doug is is Santa. But if I had to do a uh, non-human um, character, <laughs> he's the jelly of the month club from uh, Christmas Vacation. He's yeah. also the gift that j- just keeps on giving. He's given us Valpo. He's given us no Loyola. no comment. No comment. I, all right. I'm going to let you go with that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the next one. Um, so we have Jack Frost, um, who's kind of the uh, almost the, the anti-Santa. Um, I've got him as Porter Mosier. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain this one for me. Just um, Porter wears his emotions on his sleeve. Um, so are we to hold on a second. Before you start, I'm sorry to cut you off, but... Are we talking Jack Frost as in the Happy Movie or Jack Frost the Horror Movie? Um, I think Jack Frost. I think you know which one. I think I do too. (laughs) I don't. There could be somebody sitting out there. I actually read an article once, by the way. Quick side note: I read an article once where a mom sued a blockbuster. This was a long time ago. I remember reading this. Sued a blockbuster because it was the wrong Jack Frost in the box. And the kids watched the whole thing and had like nightmares. Yep. So, so um, Porter likes to get his way, um, and you know what? He may just come off a little cold. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. All right, I'll uh, I'll do the next one here. Uh, we have Ben Jacobson, and I gave him the character of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yes. Uh, because he is the one leading the yep. charge right now in the Missouri Valley. He is the. They are the team to beat. They are going into Valley season as strong as anybody. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, he's, he's, he's leading Santa's charge. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, lead maybe the Panthers to a Valley title. That was, that was good. Yeah. He tried. tried. Yeah. All right, next one is, uh, I'm going to have fun with this one. All right, so Brian Wardle is Fred Claus. And it was kind of, it's kind of more of a takeoff of last year because last year, you know, if anybody's seen Fred Claus, he kind of, he screws things up around the, and sorry, spoiler for those who haven't seen Fred Claus, but he kind of screws things up at the North Pole, you know, really makes things tough on Santa Claus, <laughs> um, you know, and Brian Wardle's had that, had that last year with, uh, you know, having issues with his team starting 0-5 in the Valley play, having issues with beat writers, just like all kinds of random stuff going on with Brian Wardle. But then, you know what, at the end, he came through for Santa Claus, and he was our team representing the Valley, and they represented us really well in the NCAA tournament last year. So that's why he's Fred Claus. And another side note to that, I also thought Fred Claus, because he's kind of, you know, he's, he's the, the, second, the secondary clause. Yeah. Like, as no, in Brian Wardle is a secondary clause to Illinois State. So Oh, I knew. I was going to say you're being way too nice for uh, talking about Bradley, but I knew the I knew the shot was coming. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, I'm going to get the next one here too. Um, Javon Freeman Liberty for the Valpo connection. 
He is Kevin McAllister. Yes. <laughs> yep. I um, this, one. this is this is one I was thinking of because from Home Alone. You, from Home Alone, obviously, Kevin McAllister. Um, everybody left him. He was all alone. He's the only <laughs> one that's left. And by God, he is just doing whatever he can to fend off all the villains and everything like that. Marvin, uh, is it Marv? Uh, what oh, is it? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Marv. Uh, Marv and. Oh, I can oh picture him. Gosh. Um, you'll think of it while we're sitting here. But everybody left the house. He's he's fending off everybody with his own tricks. He's having an amazing year. Javon Freeman Liberty. Um, for me at least, and I'm sure for you as well, he has to be the player of the year non-conference-wise for the Valley. He has yep. just been putting up insane numbers. Harry. Harry. Marvin Harry. Joe Pesci. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so, the, and so the thing about it was it, it works out great with Kevin McAllister because he's got Fazekas coming back, and he's the old guy, the neighbor with the shovel. Yep. So he's going to come in bring that <laughs> shovel to, to all the Valley teams. So... Javon Freeman Liberty, Art, my hats off to you. You have been my, I, I, I think he, I, I will. Can I go as far as to say he is the March to the Arch podcast player of the non-conference? Oh, absolutely, yes. There you go. So yep. hats off to you, buddy. Um, right. <laughs> next one is ridiculous, but kind of funny. Love it. Um, so Walter McCarty, um, he is. <laughs> Mariah Carey and her one-hit wonder, All I Want for Christmas is You. And why I picked Walter McCarty to be Mariah Carey is that, um, and this is more not necessarily a Walter thing, but just how Evansville has played this year is, um, you know, Mariah Carey just shows up once a year, and yeah. it's Christmas time, drops this, <laughs> drops the single, yep. um, gets her royalty check, and uh, <laughs> goes back into um, irrelevance. And that's kind of what Evansville has done is they, they showed up once uh, against UK, and they've kind of um, underwhelmed uh, the rest of the non-conference play. I love the analogy. I think I... I, I hope that it's not a one-hit wonder for him. Obviously, yeah, Mariah yeah. Carey. We know Mariah Carey had other songs, folks, but yes, nobody yeah. knows Mariah Carey for more than one song at this point in right. 2019. But hopefully, he is not that, and hopefully, he does have a good regular season. But as of now, that's a great comparison. Yep. All right, I got the next one too. This one's a little bit of a stretch, but it's uh, Darren DeVries as Jack Skellington, and I'm not the. Biggest Nightmare Before Christmas fan, um, but uh, essentially the gist of how I interpret the movie is that um, he, Jack Skellington, was is you know king of Halloween, um, headman, but he's always yearned for something more, and so um, he found Christmas Town and just became all about Christmas, right? And so why I said Darren is uh, Jack Skellington is because he was a longtime assistant at Creighton, always yearning for a little bit more, and he found his Christmas town um, as head coach in the Valley. That's a great comparison. I love it. Um, oh boy. Uh, so we're gonna go. We're gonna head over to Dana Ford. Um, he is Frank Shirley from <laughs> Christmas Vacation, and my compare my my reason for making Dana Ford Frank Shirley is because uh, I feel like the Vance and I are in the Clark Griswold seat on yes. this one because yep. we expected this team to be so good, like 11-1, and one, a great team, and then we got our bonus and it was the Jelly of the Month Club. Um, and it was it was such high expectations for this team, and he just let us down. Yep, absolutely. Still, favorite Frank Shirley is, give me somebody. Give me somebody while I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um all right, uh, so um, your favorite, uh, Coach Dan Muller. 
Uh, Coach Muller. I would venture to say not a lot of people have seen this movie, but Howard Langston. First off, anybody that hasn't seen this movie needs to just yes, go out classic. and rent it. Um, I think, so it's Howard Langston from Jingle All the Way, the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, movie. Uh, also, LL Cool J was in the movie as well. Was that not LL Cool J? Sinbad. Sinbad. Come on. Vance. My bad. Sinbad. Get your jingle all the way right. Um, it's turbo time. Um, so <laughs> why is uh, Dan Muller Howard Langston? Um, Howard Langston basically did anything he could to find um, Turbo Man. Did It didn't matter if uh, maybe things were a little uncouth, um, maybe a little back alley um, place to go get that Turbo Man. Um, so he, he just did anything he could to win. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it at that, Baker. <laughs> you know what, Coach Muller? I've said it from day one. He has plenty of tricks up his sleeve, so some of them might not be on the level. <laughs> um. All right. Hey, we'll move on. I, lo- I love Jingle all the way. Yeah. So I, I approve. If you're gonna compare Dan Muller to Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm gonna approve no matter what. Sure. Um. Next up, Greg Lansing, Randy Parker. The reason I the reason I rem- I compared him to Randy Parker is because in the movie A Christmas Story, Randy is um, is kind of the forgotten gem of that movie, mm-hmm. and he comes in with you know just d- different different things about Randy, like you know whether it's going out and bundled up in his outfit for to go out and play in the snow. It's just you forget about him, mm-hmm. but turns out they're pretty good, and we shouldn't have forgot about him. Yep, and. Look at Indiana State right now playing some really good basketball. They are. Um, it kind of feels like that forgotten piece that oh wait, <laughs> Randy's pretty. Randy's pretty great part of that movie. Hey, maybe Indiana State's a pretty great team. I think in the net rankings they were like second, even though I think that's a little skewed. But right, um, pretty good team, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think we're. I think that that them and Valpo, obviously, the two teams that we're worried we missed on. Um, my next one. I need. To, let me just preface this one. In no way do I support this, so I just want that on the record. So go ahead. Okay. Well, Brian Mullins is cousin Eddie. Terrible. From why is it terrible? Do you even know what I'm going to say? No, I just. He is okay. So he is universally, I would say, one of the most beloved Christmas characters in Christmas movie lore. Um, if you think of Christmas Vacation, everybody thinks fondly of Cousin Eddie and all his great one-liners, and um, he is just such a he is such a great character. And everybody thinks of Brian Mullins as a great. And you know, you're super happy about him as your head coach, and you love him. He's beloved down in in the Carbondale area. It is just a it's a great thing. <laughs> but the reason this year though he's Cousin Eddie for me is because Southern Illinois stinks, and Cousin Eddie likes to screw up a lot. But a vet, but he's he's the lovable guy. We're and and like you, you're excited about Southern Illinois basketball and you love Cousin Eddie. Yep. But they're not very good. It's fair. Um, I will retract <laughs> half of my statement in that I did not see you taking it in the spin of he's a beloved character. So I, I apologize. Cousin um, Eddie for me, hundred is probably my favorite Christmas character. Period. Oh, absolutely. There's no. It's either him or, I mean, it's either him or Clark, Clark Griswold, and I yeah. think I go cousin Eddie. Just, I mean, uh, side note, 
I think the funniest, like, some of the funniest things that happen with Cousin Eddie in that movie are things you don't notice. Like, for example, Clark puts a, puts some light bulbs on the dog food and he comes over and just slams his bag <laughs> of dog food down. Yeah. Like, like, little things like that, that, like, if you just pay attention to what he does throughout the movie, it's just gold. It's so great, yeah. I would, Christmas Vacation is my number one Christmas movie, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I think, it's, I mean, if it's not, then I, I'm curious where, where your head's at, but... <laughs> next one. Next one's yours. <laughs> next one. Uh, so now we're, we're, we've assigned uh, a character to every Valley team. We have a couple, I would say, Valley characters. Sure, like, you sure. Know, not necessarily for a specific team. Um, Tom O'Neill, who is a referee in the Valley. You guys kind of would know him as likely the the older, slicked back um, hair referee. Um, Old Tommy. I, I'm a big referee guy, so um, you know he'd be close to my Mount Rushmore, uh, if not on it. Um, so anyway, uh, he's the Grinch. <laughs> he's Just because I would say um, he's one of those uh, people love to hate him. He's the like I know I've yelled Tommy, come on at a game before, um, but the one thing I the one thing about him is like. I always feel like when he referees an Illinois State game, I'm getting the short end of the stick. And I'm, but I'm thinking to myself, I think every single team in the Valley probably gets refereed by Tom O'Neill and thinks they're getting the short end of the <laughs> stick every time he does it. I think everyone does. Yes. So it's just, ah, yeah, no, the Grinch. That's perfect. But God bless him. He's he's one of the he is one of the the best officials in the Valley. To be fair, but yeah, yep. he's our Grinch. Uh, the last one here is Mitch Holtus. Uh, he is Sam the Snowman. Uh, for me, this is this is a personal one for me because I, I growing up watching the Valley games on TV and uh, things like that. You might know Mitch as the radio play-by-play guy for the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. but he is to me um, my voice of Missouri Valley because he has been calling Missouri Valley tournament games and the random Fox Sports Net games for probably 15 years now. Mm-hmm. And when I think of him, I think of Sam the Snowman from from your uh, as as kind of the narrator. He is like. To me, he's the voice of the valley. Yep. Nope. That's fair. I, I like it. That's a good one. So, and no, I did not give it to Mark Adams. <laughs> All right, Baker, let's uh, quickly uh, look at what's ahead next week uh, as we close out non-conference play here in the valley. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity for a couple teams to get some wins. Um, really not a ton of uh, substance on the, the valley slate. I know we've got... Uh, uh, one game that I'm curious about, um, there's I guess there's a couple on next, this coming Saturday. Um, like to see if Illinois State can get to six and six. Um, really like to see Bradley without Childs against yeah. Miami of Ohio, which is a common opponent. Um, I know uh, a couple games I've had circled though on Saturday the 21st. Uh, Evansville and Murray State mm-hmm. are going to go at it, uh, which is I think another one of those games that uh, it's a like opponent. And mm-hmm. let's see how uh, how Evansville bounces back after that horrible loss. This is going to be that's going to be the most telling game for me on where Evansville's at. Um, another one is uh, Valparaiso goes to Arkansas, which turns out Arkansas is pretty good. Yeah, nine one right now. Yeah, they're really good, really good team. So uh, that'll be a nice game to watch. I um, don't quote me on this, but I think that's on SEC Network. So I think I'll try to tune into that one. Um, otherwise, the the we talked a little bit about the date or Davidson versus Loyola game. Uh, David Davidson is heading into Chicago for that game, so I think that'll be a uh, um, 
an, an, at least an interesting game to kind of see another spot where uh, where Loyal is. Davidson down a little bit, so mm-hmm. it's a game I think you should win. But uh, that'll be interesting as well on Sunday, uh, Marshall and Northern Iowa. Uh, I'd like to see Northern Iowa get this win and maybe get a few more votes in the top 25, which we never talked about. Yeah. Um, sitting there at 37. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were wrong yeah, with your wrong. initial take. But, very wrong. Um, I think that they are a couple... Um, a couple winning weeks away from sniffing 25. Yep. Um, so that's that's interesting, at least for me. Um, outside of that, uh, only one other game, and that's a week from Saturday because they kind of take that break off for Christmas. Uh, mm-hmm. One other non-conference game is actually kind of a decent one, to be honest. Uh, Bradley plays against uh, Toledo, which Toledo, not a terrible team. So right, yeah. Um, another really – it's interesting. At home, too, yeah. Yeah, it's at home. Interesting for Bradley – they have two games that they could definitely lose both games, but if they, I think they got enough talent still without Childs to win both those games. But um, I, they're not playing scrubs, right? Is I think the best way to put it. You're playing two decent MAC teams. Yep. Uh, We're games, just gonna see how Childs, like a uh, childless <laughs> Bradley, uh, will look. Games you should win, but games that you could easily lose both. Um, so yeah, looking forward to the Valley. Um, ton of winnable games. There's really nothing outside of Valparaiso versus Arkansas that you really think you're gonna probably lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. I mean, Freeman Liberty's been playing really well, so hopefully uh, hopefully he tears it up. And it, it's what it sounds like. It sounds like Fazekas should be um, sniffing the home opener for, yeah. the, for the Valley schedule, so that's, that's a good thing. But uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. All right. On today's Deep in the Valley, we're going to dive deeper into a lesser-known Missouri Valley team, Memphis State. Founded in 1912 as West Tennessee State Normal School, the school was known as Memphis State University from 1941 to 1994, when it became the University of Memphis. The Tigers were part of the Valley from 1967 to 1973. They had a notable NCAA tournament run in 1973. After winning the Missouri Valley Conference Championship, they got a first round bye in the 1973 NCAA Tournament. They made the Final Four, where they beat Providence in the semifinal, but before getting beat by John Wooden's UCLA team in the championship game. This has been Memphis State's time on Deep in the Valley. All right, this has been episode 18 of the March to the Arch podcast. Baker, where can people find us? Yep, Mar- at, Mar- or, uh, at March Arch Baker, at March Arch Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also send us uh, emails to the uh, mailbag at marcharchmailbag at gmail.com. Uh, you can go on uh, Vance, Vance Runs the uh, March Arch Pod Twitter. You can vote for who's going to get the number one pick for our draft uh, Next still. Week. Um, it might be down by the time you listen to this, but uh, yeah, it'd be great if uh, you guys head up there and vote so I don't get stuck with like Bradley or something. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I think that the, there's an obvious choice in me. Uh, other than that, uh, we'd also like to uh, encourage you guys, uh, and I'll post this up uh, probably this weekend, uh, to have you guys send in voicemails. We, uh, this was the, the feature that we're going to start using where uh, you guys can send in your voicemail questions. You can send in, uh, you know, maybe a quick 30 seconds, say, hey, you know, I'm someone from somewhere. Uh, 
I have a question for you guys to talk about on the podcast, something to banner around. It doesn't have to necessarily be about the current basketball. It could be like a General Valley question, like you know, yep. whose uniforms are the best, something. It can be anything, honestly. Yeah, it doesn't even so, have to be a question. Leave comments. Yeah, too. leave comments as well. So uh, please please definitely send those to us. And, uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys can have uh, safe holidays. All right, so with that, I'll say uh, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there, and go Valley. Start talking about the Valley. Why not?